this morning we would like to speak about the, the church, and I will, oh, the church, the family, <laughs> the marriage. And uh, I would like my wife to, uh, to say uh, before I preach how we met and uh, just uh, introduce ourselves. Uh, first, I would like to say that we are so happy to be back here with you and to see all the familiar faces and the people that greet us and uh, that know us. Thank you so much for inviting us. It's a, such a good pl uh, pleasure for us and privilege for us. Thank you so much. So I was 18 uh, and uh, my future husband, he came down to the Crimea Peninsula, which is uh, placed by the Black Sea. Uh, so it's like a resort area for people to come and have vacations. Uh, and I was at the church, and he was a believer back then already. And he came, and we met. Then I uh, went to uh, his uh, his church uh, up north in Ukraine, uh, the city of Kharkov, and we started liking each other. Uh, <laughs> well. Uh, back then, I had, you know, somebody in my mind, and we were trying to uh, get an engagement and to get married, but praise the Lord that my mom, she was against it. She said, honey, this is not your, you know, option. <laughs> this guy is a good guy, but he is not for you, you know. Praise but, God for moms. Yeah. <laughs> so, Even mothers-in-law. You know, she was so very strict about it, so she just, you know, canceled all, all our, you know, dating or anything we couldn't meet. And I wasn't pretty obedient, of course. <laughs> Not of course, but truly to say. <laughs> but I praise God, because when we uh, got to know each other better, I... I Immediately, from the Lord, I felt in my heart that this is my man. <laughs> so uh, we started dating, seeing each other, and uh, truly to say, as uh, well, after two weeks, I was there. I came, I came to that city for one week. He asked me to stay. Can you stay for one, one more week? I said, okay. Then after second week, he says, can you stay for another more week? But after two weeks, he proposed to me. Two weeks. Two weeks. And as soon when it happened, I called my mom and I said, you know, mom, you remember Max? You met him down there. Uh, he proposed to me. And I said, yes. What do you think about it? She said, I'm very glad about it. I was like, wow, that's supposed to be God, you know. That, that was really God. So uh, we, we felt in love, you know, all the stars, all the rings that we could see, like everything. You know, we were so in love and in fire. But, but after two and a half months, we got married. And for us... Uh, to to know each other just for three months, you know, it was really hard. Because as soon as we got married, we started living with each other. 
we started fighting. You know, sometimes I thought I could kill him. <laughs> But I was Mr. Smith, you know. <laughs> sometimes when I saw, you know, all the socks, you know, dirty socks around and stuff like that, you know, I, I was getting angry. So we were fighting, but praise God, uh, this, this fighting made me to... Uh, put me on my knees and pray and humble. And I said, God, I cannot do anything. You have to help me. Change me. I didn't ask God, change him. I asked, change me. Because I knew I was wrong in many cases. And God started changing my heart. And as soon as I started humbling myself, started doing something, started going towards him, not uh, blame him, not you know, make him to do the right things, but to do the right things myself. You know, strong family, it's not an accident. Do you know? Yes. A strong family is, is a hard, hard work. But not only a husband's work, but uh, a wife's work as well, right? So when two of you together, you join your hands and you pour into your marriage, pour into your relationships, that's the time when God will come and he will change everything. And now we've been married for 22 years. Yes. Strong marriage, strong family, uh, still in love. <laughs> love each other even more, even more, deeper. Uh, we have two children. Paul, he's 20 years old and he is a musician. When I saw your, your brother here, I... Not sure about your name, I'm sorry. Huh? Matt. You remind our son because he is a great guitarist too, like you, and he leads worship and he writes music. And right now, God led him to, uh, to a production. And uh, he didn't have any job, but now he works and he writes music. He records music uh, for some famous uh, groups and bands uh, in Ukraine. It was amazing. It's a testimony for ourselves. And he is in the ministry also and loves the Lord. And we have also uh, our daughter. She is 15 years old, fell in uh, love with Jesus. She, she ministers. She, do, uh, she does some things at the church too. So, and she also has a great voice. So she is in a praise and worship team as their mom. And it, it was so amazing for me. You know, I was, I was in praise and worship since I came to the Lord when I was 15 years old. So it's been like many years <laughs> for now. But it was so great when you led, you did everything. There was some times when we, our church was uh, just started so small and uh, my kids were small. And right now I see like on the same stage, me, my son and my daughter. Ah, hallelujah. It's so great. So our family uh, is a great blessing for us. And I hope for 
for our church and for your church too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Pastor Jonathan, thank you so much for the invitation. And it's when we just met a year and a half ago, it was like an immediate connection. That's that's how we felt. Praise God. So this morning I will speak on marriage ingredients. Just like when you cook something and you need, you know that you need to put the right ingredients uh, into it so that the dish would turn out good. The same principle applies uh, to the marriage. Tell your neighbor, marriage ingredients. I like what a friend of mine once said. If you, if you think that marriage was intended to make you happy, you're wrong. <laughs> the institution of marriage exists to make you holy. <laughs> Our marriage is a living proof to that. <laughs> you know... Imagine your marriage like uh, like a keyboard of a grand piano with 88 uh, notes, with 88 keys. Some are black, some are white, but, you know, all of them are there. And the beautiful thing about it is that it was designed to be played with four hands, never with just one. I'm sure you have seen, you know, great piano players, great musicians just explore the, the whole keyboard. But it's so beautiful when two people play the piano together. So marriage is not just, you know, a happiness of one person. It's not just a one-man show. It's, it's a duet, actually. And the minute you stop striking the keys... The minute you stop striking chords, the music stops. So it really takes both of you for the input into your, uh, into your marriage, into, your, uh, into this cup. And uh, another thing, there are different seasons in life. I see young couples here, I see seasoned couples here, but... The marriage music is very beautiful in every season of life. It's different, but it's beautiful. And it's up to you whether you enjoy it or you just endure it. It's very up to you, you know, what you, know, what you do with your marriage. And this morning, I will share just four ingredients when, when Pastor Jonathan told me about, uh, about what he wanted us to, to minister on, I was actually on the plane, so I, I put down these four things, and I believe God showed me the, these ingredients in marriage are really innumerable. I mean, you can talk weeks and weeks about it. I chose just four, two natural and two spiritual ingredients. Uh, the thing is, some people think, Oh, we need to be praying together, and we need to worship together, we need to do this and that, and uh, let's forget about everything else. I think it's just an extreme, because there are some natural ingredients to your happy married, marriage life, and you cannot really sacrifice one for the other. 
And you cannot go into another extreme. Let's just, you know, spend time together and do things together. Forget about the spiritual things. Uh, both wins are very, uh, are very needed for a happy uh, married life. So ingredient number one, I'll start with the spiritual. It's pray together. Pray together. When you know that... Uh, Many people ask, uh, and they're interested, what's, what's going to be tomorrow? What's going to be next? What's going to be next year? You know, what is life like in, in five years? And the answer is very simple. You know, some people seek just knowledge, but the knowledge of your future will not make you happy. The knowledge of the future will not prepare you some people even, you know, try to spiritualize it and call it prophetic. Prophetic is not just, you know, letting you know of the future events. Prophetic is knowing the heart of God. The, you know, the, the thoughts of God and His will. And speaking it into, in, even into the dead bones uh, situations of your life. That's what prophecy. But just knowing the facts, knowing the dates doesn't really help you. It doesn't make you happier. It doesn't make you uh, even more prepared or more equipped. But when you, uh, when you know that there is a spiritual law of sowing and reaping, what you sow, you shall reap. Your life in, few, in five years will be the fruit of what you are sowing and you'll be sowing uh, today. And words are, are seeds. When you sow words of discord, you will reap a storm. When you sow words of love, trust, affection, you will reap uh, a certain fruit. So, sexual fantasies are a seed that actually will bring destruction to your life. Emptiness and, uh, and dissatisfaction. Every temptation and every sin, it promises you so much, but never actually gives you anything that it has promised. God, on, this, on the other hand, doesn't promise you much. It, or at least it doesn't look like very promising. But when you pursue God, when you pursue the Word of God, it gives you so much satisfaction. It gives you so much Peace. It gives you so much energy and, and strength and, and power inside to endure. One good pastor friend of mine, he says, you know, you will face difficulties in life with God or without God. But you'd better be on the, you know, on the God side when you, when you face difficulties. Prayer, praying together will... Pull you through the storms of life. Praying together will make you one. Praying together will, will sow uh, seeds into your future that you will be able to give a wonderful and beautiful inheritance to your children. First Peter 3.7 says it like this. Likewise, husbands, live w- with your wives 
in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. I believe it's a challenge to many, uh, to many men today because I notice that women agree to be, to be led by spiritual women in our houses. It's them who tell, look, let's pray together. And say, okay, let's pray. But their time, there comes a time when they will be dragged by us. And they will hear from us. Honey, we need to pray. Honey, we, you know, we're on our knees. Honey, let's take out the Bibles. Let's say, just let's read the word. And when we pray together and when we have the right attitude to one another, and especially it's the word for man, you know, when we have the right attitude towards our wives, then there are no hindrances uh, in, uh, in our prayer. And God will, uh, God will be very quick to answer because God answers faith. Faith is the language that God really understands. Faith is the language that God is very quick to respond to. Second thing, serve together. Serve together in the church. Serve together in the community. Just do stuff as a family. When you have kids, involve your kids. Even when, when they're small, just bring them. Bring them. That's how we met uh, Felicia Back then, Jackson, now she's Felicia Parker. You, you probably don't know her maiden name, but we do. But she was, but she was a six-year-old toothless little girl on the streets of Ukraine. And uh, uh, she, her parents brought her with them in the former Soviet Union. And she said, and she said Mommy, let's pray and ask God, you know, where does he want us to go today? Well, she, I have no idea how these six-year-old kids hear God, but, but she, she had a tract in her hand, and she said, like, I feel we need to go to that park today. They went to the park. They met a young man, a young, man, a young, you know, a young boy. She gave him a tract. She, she witnessed to him, told, told him about Jesus. Today, this young man is a pastor of a church in, uh, in Ukraine. <clears throat> and sometimes you don't know where it starts, where it ends. But it took her parents' obedience. It took her parents' uh, actual, you know, faith and, uh, and risk uh, and, and money of taking their six-year-old daughter with them on a mission trip. Just serve together. It will, it will give such a deep and profound inheritance to your children and to your children's children. So the, the two spiritual ingredients are praying together and serving together. Uh, the two natural ingredients I will mention today is be gentle. Be gentle on one another. And uh, I like what, what Craig Rochelle once said, change is inevitable Progress is optional. I made, you know, I remade it into the marriage thing, and I, uh, this is what I wrote down. Fights and arguments are inevitable, but humiliation is optional. 
You can argue and you can fight as much as you want. But here, like, here's a, our house rule. When we fight, we never put one another down. We never, we never just, you know, go into, we never allow ourselves actually to say harsh words that will just penetrate your heart, that will uh, put your spouse down. And I'm very willing to share this principle and this rule with everyone around. You know, Christian couples, non-Christian couples, religious, non-religious, educated, non-educated, everybody fights. Everybody has uh, arguments. But here's principle number one, just don't put yourself, don't put your spouse down. Amen? Uh, husband and wives look at one another and say, I love you anyway. Yeah, in our church we say, I know God loves you and I'm trying. <laughs> Verbal abuse is a sign of sickness. Physical abuse is a sign of weakness. When you realize that, it just changes your whole perspective. If you are strong, you will, uh, you will find strength to pull yourself together and love on her. If you are strong, ladies, you will find strength in God to pull yourself together and respect your husband. And just give him the, the due respect. In Genesis 2.18, it says that God has created man, uh, you know, a man and a woman so that they will work together and they will tend the garden. We were not created to fight with one another. We were created to work together and enjoy it. And enjoy it. And ingredient number four is listen to hear. Can you say it with me? Listen to hear. Uh, I'm not sure if, you, uh, if you've ever watched this Berlitz commercial. Uh, Berlitz is a, is a language school. This is their specialty. So the, the old commercial goes like this. Uh, an old gentleman brings a young boy to the you know, German Coast Guard, and he says, this is radar, this is the microphone. You, know, you, you watch, you work. Okay, boom. And uh, as soon as the guy leaves, so this young boy is, you know, in front of radar and microphone, and he hears a, mayday, mayday, we are sinking, we are sinking, can anybody hear us? And he's looking to where to push the button, mayday, mayday, we are sinking. And, Hello, this is German Coast Guard. Mayday, mayday, we are sinking. What are you sinking about? Yeah. And then and then at the end of that commercial, improve your English. <laughs> so my my word to the married couples, improve your communication skills. <laughs> improve your language. And it's a fact that when two people end up in marriage, they uh, sooner or later they will realize they speak different languages. We, we have a tendency to think we speak different dialects and no, languages. A few weeks ago, I was on the plane with, uh, with a couple from Scotland. And uh, uh, I was wondering which language do they speak. 
I thought they were nice to me when they, you know, with a very heavy Scottish accent, they would talk to me. And uh, so I finally, you know, got guts and uh, said, hey, uh, I was wondering, and, and I'm thinking really, you know, okay, uh, Wales, Scotland, uh, you know, England, uh, Northern Ireland, uh, I know, you know, I know there is an Irish language, but I was not sure, you know, which language do they speak in Scotland. So I asked them, and they say, oh, we speak English. Really? <laughs> that didn't sound like English to me. But even in their family, they speak English living in Scotland. Well, it's not about them. It's actually about us. We in California, we in Ukraine, we all over the world, we think we speak the same language. We, we pronounce the words that we understand. But these words sometimes don't make it into phrases. They don't make it into sentences. Sometimes they just don't make sense. Or you hear something that she never said. Or you hear something that he never meant or he never intended of saying. And that's why ingredient number two in these natural ingredients is listen to hear. And you have to be intentional. Can you say to your husband and wife, be intentional? Man, I didn't mean to make your wives tell you today, you need to be listening to me. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's not a setup uh, morning for you. But just like if you, want, if you want your church to grow, you have to be intentional about it. If you want your marriage to grow, you have to be intentional about it. It just doesn't happen by itself. You have to be intentional in listening. You have to be intentional in uh, being an emphatic listener. And the results are overwhelming. Marriage is so much fun together. And it's not rocket science. It's life, really. You You will enjoy yourself. Uh, I am sure some of you, especially very spiritual people, may think, well, it's very simple. If you can just do these four things uh, within the next month, I am assuring you, your life will be on a whole different level. I mean, in a whole different dimension of trust and satisfaction. Amen? Let's join hands and let's pray together. We would like uh, to pray over, uh, over married couples. And uh, if, if you have... If you have some uh, issues in your family, we're not going to ask you, you know, what it is, but we will trust God, who is above everything, to intervene and touch your, your hearts and touch your situation and even change your circumstances and change you in the midst of these circumstances that you will have and you will experience a breakthrough even starting this week. Amen? While, while me and Julia are praying, and if, if that is you, uh, we are, we're welcoming you to come forward and we will uh, lay hands on you and we'll, we'll pray quickly for you. Uh, you're welcome to sit. You're welcome to stand. Uh, let's pray. Father God, and if, it's, if that's you, you can make your way up front. God, we bless these this families. We bless these couples in Jesus' name. And we, 
we pray that your uh, your power of the Holy Spirit will come and fill their homes. We we pray that they will be able to build an altar of worship right in the midst of their houses, of their homes, in Jesus' name. 